0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 3rd of August, the 216th day of this leap year of 2020, which has 150 days in store for us leading to 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was nearing 17.4 million an increase of over 1.9 million since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week has topped 4.5 million, an increase of a half million cases since the week before. In second place toward the end of last week was again Brazil, its confirmed cases nearing 2.7 million. India again was in third place, with a cumulative total of nearly 1.7 million confirmed cases. Russia was again in fourth place, having approximately 840,000 confirmed cases, followed somewhat distantly by South Africa, continuing in fifth place with nearly 483,000 confirmed cases. Mexico swapped places with Peru and is now in sixth place with almost 417,000 confirmed cases, Peru is following closely in seventh place with 401,000 cases. The number of deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday was nearing 674,000, up over 39,000 from the previous week, making last week's increase about 5,000 fewer than that from the week before. In other words, the angle on the fatality graph at least temporarily, became slightly less steep than that of the week before. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled nearly 153,000, up nearly 9,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 this past week killed at least 1,285 United States citizens per day. That's 43 more fatalities per day than the previous week's rate. We remain the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with Brazil again in second place, having nearly 92,000 deaths, and the UK again in third place at half that, with a little more than 46,000 deaths. Mexico continues in fourth place this past week, Although having just crossed the 46,000 threshold, Mexico nearly ties the U.K., its data showing less than 100 fatalities difference from that of Mexico. Heavenward today at noon, our moon will be the full sturgeon moon, also known as the green corn moon, the red moon, and the grain moon. On this day in 2004, the messenger spacecraft was launched to Mercury. Today in 1981, 13,000 air traffic controllers walked off the job in hopes that the United States federal government would agree to the controllers' demands for a pay raise. President Ronald Reagan warned the controllers they would be fired if they went on strike. Two days later, on August 5th, 1981, Reagan filed fired 11,345 of the 13,000. A civil service ban that had been placed on the remaining strike participants was lifted by President Bill Clinton 12 years later on August 12, 1993. Today in 1926 in Astoria, Queens, New York, Antonio Dominic Benedetto was born to a father who was a tailor and a grocer and who would die when Antonio was only nine years old. Antonio's mother worked as a seamstress to support her young son, but by the time he was 15, Antonio was working as a singing waiter, earning $15 per week plus tips. Finding the work enjoyable, he said, "'If I ever make it, I want to do this for the rest of my life.'" Antonio's uncle, the vaudevillian Dick Gordon, became Antonio's mentor, advising him how to get into show business. But World War II came along and postponed Antonio's plans. He served as an infantryman with the United States Army in Europe and then with the occupation forces after the war. A racist officer saw Antonio entering a bar with a black soldier, and thereafter Antonio was assigned to digging up Allied soldiers who had been hastily buried during the fighting, and then preparing the bodies for shipment back to the United States. Once discharged, Antonio resumed his attempts to break into show business. He adjusted his name to Tony Bennett and was singing at a small nightclub in Greenwich Village when Bob Hope discovered him. With such hits as I Left My Heart in San Francisco, Bennett became known as the singer's singer. Yet his career was derailed with the advent of rock and roll, and Bennett lost his recording contract. Fortunately, Bennett's son Danny became his father's manager, aggressively pushing his dad into the modern music scene. Danny's confidence in his father's talent and solid songs winning over young audiences paid off. Soon Bennett was performing at rock concerts alongside the newest bands, and did videos on MTV, remarking, it's the best I've ever felt in my life. Now at 94 years young, Tony Bennett is an inspiration to many folks who want to manage moving themselves along as well as Anthony Benedetto, who never said goodbye to that name, using it liberally in his painting, which just happens to have been one of his childhood ambitions. Today, the real and present danger of the pandemic has a good portion of the population contemplating the importance of how we go about approaching life. As youngsters, as adults, as elders. A month from now, the major educational venues that devote their efforts to keeping society in harmony, to creating balance through enlightenment and the acquisition of skills, will be attempting to go forward with programs touted as offering intellectual enrichment to their clientele, to students enrolled from preschool to grade 12, from first-year undergraduate curriculum to doctoral studies. Whether F2F, face-to-face, remote, online, or hybrid, the wheels of education as an industry will be turning. It's too vast, not to. Whether we pay adequate attention, however, as to what the industry loses as it transforms itself remains to be seen. Today is also the birthday of Ernie Pyle in 1900, of Leon Uris in 1924, and of Martin Sheen in 1940. From Moreno, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the seventh official week of summer 2020.